Hello, everybody. I'm so impressed that we have such a group today. Thank you for coming. And I'm just going to reiterate what Candy said. Y'all are courageous. Y'all are brave. And uh, wow, what a lesson we get today. <laughs> and um, but just thank you. Thank you for wanting to follow God, for wanting to improve your marriage, for being the women that you are. You're an encouragement just by coming. Um, When I first started um, preparing for the talk, I had chatted with Candy and kind of went, I can't actually think of any issues of submission. And it panicked me because <laughs> I'm like, am I that non-submissive? And anyway, um, so God gently brought number of illustrations to mind one of us, a silly one that I just wanted to share with y'all, just kind of to get us warmed up, right? Submission can be from the mild to the wild. And John and I were uh, planning a trip. He was being sent to um, Japan for a work trip, and I was able to accompany him. We were going to be there for a little over a week, and we were gonna go to the northern part of the island on a cool bullet train and then spend some time. He said, because I'm planning and excited and I love options, and he said, I want you to bring a backpack. Carry on. That's it. That's it. And I went, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can I fit everything in a backpack? Because he actually didn't say carry on, he said backpack, so we can walk around with it on our backs if we needed to and not carry it. So backpack. Um, and we're hikers and backpackers and that sort of thing. I just had to plan, but, but that was a little uncomfortable because I like my comfort. And when we got there, the first hotel that we had, it, it, it was a closet. That was the hotel room in Japan, and I was so grateful that I only had a backpack's worth of stuff. And it was fine to go, I didn't need all the other. But I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't respected and deferred to him. Oh, those are the respect words. Those are the respect list. But that was submission. Because submission is really only going, I defer and I respect you. And as I practice respect, and trust in my husband's judgment, it blew me away, the results. It was so good. So I was also talking to my husband about this, and I was kind of mentioning a number of them, and he went, I, I think this move was you submitting. And I'm like, what? <laughs> because it, for me, it was, it was huge. Um, we had lived north of here uh, in Logan for over 20 years. And I had a 20 year roots there. And um, we'd been praying about some changes because we needed that. And this opportunity came up. Um, and immediately after we came down and had the interview here, in my spirit I knew this, this was the move. It was gonna be full of God. 
and I was resistant and I was angry and I, <laughs> I stormed out of the place in Deer Valley where the interview was and the three couples that were there. And, um, and I, I got to go for a walk because it meant I couldn't, the movement expansion for my husband of soul, of profession, of untold things, which it has. But I had to be willing to trust God that I wouldn't have a college ministry, which I had done for 20 years. I had to give up what I thought was everything. The ministry I had, a co-op that we had, for, uh, I had to give up and go, this is the God move for our family. And my husband took this as submission to him, and it was submission to God. And it took a while, actually, for my husband to actually recognize that this was, that this was the move, and him feel settled in it, but he felt so respected because I was willing to go. I gave myself a month to grieve, and then I got ready for the move. I gave myself a time limit, um, and then I expected God. And what God told my husband in it was, this is gonna be a move that's full of me, full of God. And it has been, and God has blessed it untold. But at the beginning, I was like, I have to give up. I have to think less of myself. I have to think less about myself and my wants and be willing to go where God says is the best for the other people in my family, which ultimately was the best for me. And because of that, I'm actually here right now, today. Um, but I thought it was sweet that my husband thought I was submitting to him. <laughs> because I was, but I was submitting to God. And that's the thing. Submission and our walk with God is first, just like Candy reminded us that when we did this, the rock jars. God is first. So I just wanted to share that, those stories kind of as a... Submission can be a backpack, it can be a move, it can be huge, it can be small, but it doesn't have to be the S word. Um, it's a voluntary relinquishing of our delusion of control. It is a yielding one to another out of respect, thinking of their interests, and trusting them to God in obedience to God. And then God surprises us utterly with the delight of his blessing. As y'all did the Bible study, we had some four major passages just on submission. Um, and I found some parallels in all of them, um, which were really fascinating, encouraging, and cool. And the message to us as wives to submit to our husbands is we as a wife submit to our husband. 
that's not our boyfriend. That's not our fiance. That's not, as believers, we submit one to another. But in the marriage covenant, in this agreement, in this holy relationship, that's a different thing. Um, so there is a general command to yield, but it is, okay. So I'm going to give you an example. I was working at a company that processes loans. You have a loan officer and a loan processor. I worked for a specific loan, pro uh, loan officer and processed all of his loans. One day, the owner of the company called me into his office because the loan officer who I worked directly for um, had been discouraged and his work was suffering. And the owner of the company said, you need to encourage the loan officer like you would encourage your boyfriend. What? <laughs> I was so appalled. That was uncalled for. That was inappropriate. Um, I, I so appreciated on page 69, um, Cynthia Held has this fundamental guidelines on biblical submission. One of them says submission should uphold our integrity before God. And submission is discerned through abiding in Christ and his word. Okay, I did not submit to that authority over me in that regard because it did not uphold my integrity before God in alignment with God's word. I got fired over that. I got fired. And God provided my next job at a university campus, working for a man who actually believed in God, loved God, was honorable. Wow, God blew my socks off because I walked in submission and trust of God first before submitting blindly to any authority that I was under. If we're ever asked to do something that goes against the Lord's holiness and his instructions to love God and then our neighbor and all that entails, we first are called to love God and throw ourselves upon him to take care of all the rest of the situation. And he does way beyond we can ever imagine, especially when we can't see our way through. Um, we do it one step at a time. We do what God calls us to do. God, what do you have me do in this moment? I trust you. In all of the passages that we studied this week, submission is not just a wife submitting to her husband. We are told in each passage, Christ submitted to God the Father out of love. He had equal status with God but he did not think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Christ had equality with God, but he didn't cling to that. 
He set it all aside to live a selfless, obedient life and died a selfless, obedient death. And because of that, God lifted him high, honored him beyond anything and everything. Christ didn't love in order to get something. See, he submitted to God out of love, and God out of love for you and me asked Christ to take the form of a humble servant, to restore intimacy, to restore what we were made for, that beautiful intimacy with God. So out of love, Christ submitted painfully in humility, thinking more about you, the other. Christ thought more about us. He didn't love, he didn't submit to get something out of it. He loved and submitted to give us everything of himself. And we're called to love like that, to be selfless, to have that attitude, an attitude of utter and complete trust in God, that by willingly and yielding to God, the Father's leadership, the boat gets steered in the right direction, the plane, right, the car gets steered in the right direction by our yielding to God, the situation will be worked out to the good of all those who love him. I'm just going to remind ourselves in um, in the Ephesians passage. It's kind of wives. This, this phrase actually, in the same way, and he's referring back to what Christ has done. That's what Peter does because in chapter two in First Peter in the same way that Christ laid it all out. Wives, lay it out. Respect and love and submit. Paul writes that in Ephesians in chapter four, right? In the same way, Christ did this. Women. In the message it says, understand and support your husbands in ways that show your support for Christ. I want to read this passage in the Amplified. I like the Amplified. I like words. So this is very wordy. In the same way, you wives, be submissive to your own husbands, subordinate, not as inferior, but out of respect for the responsibilities entrusted to husbands and their accountability to God. So by partnering with them, so that even if some of them do not obey the word of God, they may be won over to Christ without discussion. By the godly lives of their wives, when they see your modest and respectful behavior, your modest and respectful behavior together with your devotion and appreciation and love for your husband, encouraging him and enjoying him as a blessing. Our husbands are a blessing. 
And as we focus on their good points, we see the blessing that they are. We see that we complete them. And they enrich our lives. But don't forget that in Ephesians, husbands are called to love us as Christ loved the church. How did Christ love the church? Oh yeah, he set aside equality with God. He set aside status. He set aside everything so that he could lay down his life for the church. Husbands are actually called, husbands are called to love you in such a way that they lay down their lives. You're called to respect that and submit to God moving in him, and then he gets to step into that and be empowered. He is called to so much. Respect that God will move in him. That's a beautiful and holy interaction. Christ is given as that example that we yield one to another, and that's what we're called to do. I want to show you and remind you of one thing. Just one thing. Nesting cups. Anybody remember nesting cups? As Candy went through our toolbox, which was such a beautiful reminder. Does that, does that like kind of go, wow, we've covered so much. And it all starts with that paradigm shift, with remembering what happened at the garden to go, I can choose to trust God. And that's the foundation for all that we do, that we build upon. We trust God because, not because it's a blue stacking cup, but because God is sovereign. God is good. God is wise and loving. And he is in control. I'm deluded if I think I can be in control, but I grasp for it all the time. God is in control and I yield that. And on top of God's trustworthiness, we're commanded to the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. We love God through Him. He gives us what we need to love Him and all those around us. And our closest neighbor is our husband. We trust God and in doing so we love. And out of that love, we know we can't love without being filled with the Spirit on a daily basis. We need to get our power charged. We need to be empowered. And God gives us His love through His Spirit, His mind, His ability to respond in any situation. So we love and then empowered through the Holy Spirit, we can do what pleases God. Because again, in all of these passages, in the Ephesians passage, um, 5.10 and 5.17, it's understand what the will of God is, understand what pleases Him, and do it. Love God, obey God. If we love God, we will obey Him. On one hand, that might seem harsh, but 
on the other, it's actually really simple because we leave the results up to him. We leave the results up to him by doing what pleases him. Which means we also, Philippians 4, 8, our mental health verse. We do what pleases him by choosing to believe the good, 1 Corinthians 13, by focusing on all that he has given that is good and all that he will do. We respect 12 verbs of respect, honor, notice, venerate, admire exceedingly our husbands and see how they rise up in the fullness of being respected and esteemed and they thrive. My husband actually wrote that in the responses to the questions that as I allow God to work in him, he has the freedom to hear God and do it. And he feels so strengthened and empowered because of my love and respect. He actually wrote that and he wasn't supposed to, but it like was a script. It was so cool. Um, and therefore we know we can submit in the end. We can submit to our husbands because as we have loved and respected, trusting God, filled with the Holy Spirit, responding in love, that submission to our husbands is fully entrusting him with all that he's been called to before God and letting God do that. And seeing God make something phenomenal out of our marriages and out of every situation. There's a couple of caveats because all that's kind of glowy and idealistic. But as I read through that proud spirits and humble hearts, did y'all just like get ooey gushy great feelings reading that? Oh no, that was awful. I went, I am so not humble. And I could actually read that and honestly go, my husband so exemplifies that. And I have so much room to grow. And I am so more in awe and respect of God's activity in my husband. And I love my husband all the more because he exemplifies that. And I want to grow in that. But... I don't always live out that humble heart. I can get blamey. I'll be specific. I can get blamey. I don't know if anybody else can get blamey. I'm not talking about blarney. I'm talking about I blame. Crumb. Um, I get jealous when I'm feeling low and God's blessed others. And I go, woe is me. I want acknowledgement. I want, I, 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 oh yeah. My focus is not on trusting God. I was so exposed and revealed. Go, that's where I don't trust God. I want to be in control. I want to be telling God what to do. Foundationally, 
for being able to submit to my husband is trusting God. And trusting God doesn't happen when I take my eyes off of who God is and all he has done for me. There's a children's Bible book that I love how it says this idea of God's love. When I forget God's never-ending, never-changing, never-giving-up love, the apple cart is upset. When I forget God's never changing, never ending, never giving up love. I have to be intentional, right? I have to be intentional to have the foundation of trusting God, being filled with the spirit and getting my charge, my empowerment from him. Because in God, I have no lack. But the moment I step outside of trust of him, everything falls to pieces. So I must be fully intentional with a never giving up focus on God. And when I forget, he reminds me to return. Then I can trust God, love God, be filled with him. I can respect my husband. I can admire him exceedingly. I can enjoy him and I can submit to him. But that's a flow. We don't start with the top level of any building, and our foundation has to start with trusting God. I think I should wrap up. Um, I do have another story. If other people want to hear it another time, you can ask me, and it's more on as we parent when I haven't always agreed and we deal with that privately and what God does in my husband's heart as he changes that. It's beautiful. Submission is a give and take. It's a holding of hands and it's all before the Lord. Submission is not the negative that we might have thought. It is not being under somebody's thumb. Submitting to our husbands flows from trusting God, loving God, which results in obeying God, and completely leaving the results up to Him and letting our husbands flourish because we have done our husbands good, not harm. Thank you.